Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, they tell you what they know, deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, the pocket that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast. Up late on a Saturday night to talk about what went down at Golden One Center. The Kings' five-game homestand, all against teams below 500, is not off to the greatest of starts. The Kings are 0-2 with three more to play on this homestand after they fall to the Lakers 136-134. to The big takeaway tonight, the Kings' defense continues to regress in fact, Mike Brown is so not happy about it, and we got a lot to discuss about it. I'm Juice Mason alongside Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it it sucks with this homestand. I, I wasn't expecting the losses to come so soon. Remember, we talked about it, and I was like, yeah, I'd be happy going three and two on this five-game homestand, and now reality's hitting. It's just not fun. Oh. The way the Kings are playing defense right now, you're just going to be in a situation where you're going to lose a lot of games. Yep. And I don't care who the opponent is, you know? And it's part of this right now for the Kings is I think it gets to a point where we've seen a large sample size. We're almost halfway through the season. For the entire year, the Kings have not been able to defend the paint. There have been stretches where, you go, oh, the defense is starting to progress in the right direction. But points in the paint has been an issue. They were 28th in the NBA for most of the season. Over the last 10 games coming into tonight, they've been dead last, and it's gotten worse. They go from allowing like 54 points in the paint to over this stretch at 60. And tonight against the Lakers, L.A., by the way, without Anthony Davis in the lineup, who's pretty effective. Yep. They scored 70 points on the paint. They did it on 35 for 50 in the paint. And the Kings lose this one at home, 136 to 134. So you have that. And then you add in, these are the type of games for me, Morgan, that if you don't end up in the playoffs or where you want to be or you are on the outside looking in, these are the games you remember. You remember the stretch in the season when you... Lose games, you're supposed to win on your home floor. And that's what it comes down to. So you got to make it up at some point. But this recent home stretch where I believe now in their last eight games at home, they are three and five. That hurts. It does because you saw toward the beginning of the season when Sabonis was in that post-game presser and was talking about protecting home court and they responded. They came out strong and they started to have that protection of their home floor. Um, Understanding the importance too of lighting the beam and feeling the energy of the fans. And these two losses, I know there's lots of different things that we can nitpick. You and I, we were talking about even some of 
the weird calls at the end and all these different things, that isn't what lost these games. It's what is happening early on in some of these games, in these last two games. It's happening what's going on on the defensive end. Um, and it's just, it's things that you have control over, especially, and that's what makes it most frustrating. You don't have control over the officials and what kind of night they're going to have. You have control over how you play defensively. And right now the Kings defense has uh, really not looked good. It's been really bad. And let's talk about why it's not good. Well, I mean, tonight, again, we keep talking about just paint touches in general, but I, I, the Kings are getting destroyed in the pick and roll right now. And the big's coming out and this is where you need to rely on your help. The weak side defense. It's been really bad. I think that's been an issue. I think the other thing is, I think they're so aggressive closing out on shooters. At they time. don't chop their feet enough. Tonight, uh, why are you closing out on Westbrook for three like he is Steph Curry? It's rest. Let him. Be, I'd rather him shoot it. Like, don't yeah. let him put the ball on the floor. You know, Herder had one where he closed out pretty hard, ends up fouling him on a three. Mm -hmm. Those hurt. And it's not being disciplined. It's not communication. It's just too much lackadaisical play to me. And I think the other truth of the, the fact of the matter is this team has a ceiling defensively from a personal standpoint at their best. We've seen them play a stretch where they're 15th in defensive rating. That's a stretch of games. Some teams can go through a season where they have a stretch of games where maybe they're locked in defensively a little better. And oh, by the way, the team they're playing is maybe not great offensively or not hit knocking down shots. This group, they lack size at the four. They lack rebounding. And you look at tonight when Harrison Barnes has two rebounds and he played 36 minutes. And Keegan Murray, who did some nice things tonight, had zero rebounds in nearly 30 minutes. Yeah. Of and I know you were talking about how Mike Brown was kind of going over that in the post game, the, his frustrations with Keegan being out there for so much time and not filling up that category in any way, shape or form. And you talk about the size and what the Kings are lacking in personnel. And I think what they've been able to, to get away with for so long this season, which is a great thing is their discipline, discipline to play really good team defense, to play within Mike Brown's defensive philosophy, which you saw obviously help a Warriors team last year with obviously some big, high-profile defensive players known for their defense. But now the Kings, teams are starting to expose what they're lacking more and more and more and attacking those gaps on them. They have enough film on them. They have enough stats, numbers. They understand where they need to expose them, and that's exactly what they're starting to do. And you saw that tonight, too, with Sabonis uh, fouling out. You know, that's a guy that was fouling out early on in this season, then does a better job playing with his chest, breaks his dump thumb does a better job still not playing with his hands but when you don't have enough perimeter pressure and guys are just closing out like the way they are and then or getting beat right getting like Sabonis has to help and sometimes he's caught in a bad spot exactly. not easy when LeBron James is driving on you and you have to come over and help and what do you do you leave your man Thomas Bryant and Thomas Bryant oh my god I never thought I was gonna have to worry about a Bryant on the Lakers <laughs> again for real so good Kobe killed the Kings for 20 years in the NBA rest in peace Kobe 
And Thomas Bryant tonight, from the start of the game, just played with an extreme effort. He ran the floor. One of his first plays of the night was just literally sprinting past Kings and getting the ball and dunking it. It was too easy for him. He got whatever he wanted. He was hitting shots. He was active on the glass. It looked like Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, honestly, though, <laughs> I did enjoy his style of play. I just thought the way that he was out there was like, okay, I'm making the most of every single second I'm out here on the floor. He really showed that tonight. He killed the Kings with his 29 points and those 14 rebounds. I know toward the end, there's a few. It's like, isn't that over the back? You have your big guy yeah. boxing him out and he is reaching over. But at the same time, that was the officials respecting his length and his ability to play physical all night long. So sometimes you're just not going to get those calls. We're going to talk about the officiating in just a second. But right now, let's talk about the defense because I don't want to turn this into an officiating thing. No, no, no. You allow a team to score 70 points in the paint, shoot 61%. You don't really deserve to win the game, mm -mm. right? But, yes, there were some questionable calls down the stretch. Mike Brown, after the game, uh, was pretty honest about what he is seeing from his team's defense right now. And he said it right <laughs> after the game. Uh, figure out somehow, some way uh, to stop people. Uh, defensively, uh, we are not good at all. Um, to have a team come in here and score 136 points on 61% shooting uh, and 70 points in the paint, that's, that's not good. And I don't know, I'm not sure if we collectively as a group understand how important it is to try to fight like heck from the beginning of the game to the end of the game defensively. Uh, I, I mean, I give Thomas Bryant a lot of credit. He, he kicked our behind. And, the, you know, the tough part about it is, uh, you know, we, we didn't give Domus a ton of help down there. Um, you know, Keegan plays 30 minutes and has zero rebounds. Um, you know, Harrison's... He's, he's, a, he's got a load of a guy that he's guarding in LeBron. LeBron's out on the perimeter, so it's a little tougher for him to get defensive rebounds. But we got to get something from Keegan. We, we can't have him on the floor for 30 minutes and get zero rebounds. Yeah, I know he's calling out his rookie a bit there, uh, which figure out some I understand. But, yeah, I mean, the, the whole team has to do a better job at that HB, too. I mean, he had two rebounds. And the other thing is there weren't a ton of rebounds out there tonight. Because both teams shot really well. The Kings shot 52%. You knocked down 14 of 32 from three. They got to the free throw line 37 times, made 30 free throws, score 134 points. But when you don't get stops, and the Lakers have four players who scored 23 or more in this game, including Westbrook, who off the bench had 23 points, mm. 15 assists, five rebounds. Dennis Schroeder. 27 points on 8 of 11, including 4 or 5 from 3, 7 of 7 line. Thomas Bryan, as Morgan mentioned, 29 and 14. He did it on 12 of 14 shots. And then LeBron tonight, 37 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists on 14 of 28 shooting. Dude, you look at Westbrook's playmaking, especially as of late. Like that, he is understanding more and more of like what type of player he can be when he is 
working for others, right? And being that team player. And tonight was one of those nights for him uh, dropping 15 dimes. But again, all those guys should not be stacking up those stat lines if you're playing the right type of defense. And for the Kings, it just looked completely different. It looked like the Lakers were coming out intense, physical, perimeter pressure was there. And then for the Sacramento Kings, like we've already mentioned so many times, guys were just getting by, getting by. And you just, you you didn't see the discipline there. You didn't see the adjustments, the in-game adjustments being made by individuals holding themselves accountable. They weren't playing a back-to-back. The Lakers were playing a back-to-back. Well, the Kings had a few days off. They did play tonight without Malik Monk, but they did have a few days off. Kings now are 20-18 on the season after back-to-back losses on the home floor. The Lakers have won five in a row now, which for them, I mean, they're trying to save their season at this point. And, you know, these games are big for many reasons, right? This Lakers team, you, you if the Kings win tonight, you're feeling good because... You've got the tiebreaker advantage on them if it comes down to that at the end of the year. Plus, it's a team that's trying to make a, a move on you. But now they're 19 and 21, and now you're going, God, are they actually a problem now? It's a team with some confidence. Thomas Bryant looks like he's getting more comfortable out there. You know, LeBron's playing at such a high level right now. Westbrook had an amazing night off the bench. It's just, it's a frustrating loss for many, many reasons. Morgan, for Sacramento, and maybe we should save this for later, but like, I just, how much better can they really get defensively? The other thing, too, is who is one of their best defense players or their their best defensive player? I mean, Davion Mitchell? Yeah. He played 18 minutes. Yeah. So, and and again, he's not the end-all, be-all, but we're talking about guys getting beat and trying to stay on your guy. Well, I know one thing, his on-ball defense is pretty good. Off-ball, you know, it's something he has to continue to work on, but he only plays 18 minutes. Casey Akpala, who is noted as one of your better defensive players, plays eight minutes. And, and even with him, so, it seemed like the Kings started going on a little run with Casey Akpala in there, right? Like, he was making an impact on that defensive end, which, yeah, it's... And, and on top of all of this, like you mentioned to start the podcast, this is without Anthony Davis. And we already know how the Kings struggle against different type of unique bigs in this league. And Anthony Davis, not only on the offensive end and what he can do and produce, but him defensively. I mean, this Lakers team defensively had was going downhill when Anthony Davis got hurt. They've really picked it up and figured out a way, okay, well, if we can't win with, um, you know, having the huge presence in the key, we're going to win with our intensity. And that's exactly what they brought. <sighs> yeah. But- yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're to the point now where the NBA trade deadline is like a month away. This is where teams are starting to meet a lot. They're discussing their game plans. There are deals out there for teams to make right now. For whatever reason, teams in the league wait until the deadline. I think a lot of times they go, well, that same deal will likely be there by the deadline. We'll just wait it out and see if anything better comes. And, and, you know, maybe get an additional 10 games, 15 games under our belt to get a good pulse on where we're at as a team. I don't think... You know, with the Kings, if you're if you're in the Kings front office, I think you understand where they're at. Like you, you're watching the same games. You know, I, I, the weaknesses are there, and it's weaknesses that we thought could be there at the start of the season, but now it's like, oh no, they're here, and 
It's it's the reason why I mentioned Jeremy Grant eight thousand times during the offseason because he's you go that's the perfect guy. That's why people are talking right. about Kyle Kuzma, right? Right. Right, because you're looking for, okay, a wing with length if you're not going to get that other big. Because every time we talk about that other big, we're like, how does that pair with Sabonis? Sabonis can't be anything other than a center. I mean, it seems like offensively he could, but defensively he would need to be a center. So it's just, it's it's confusing in that realm of things. But at the same time, now that the Kings have waived Chima Moneki, it's like, okay, what? Yeah. Is their idea with that extra roster spot for the Sacramento Kings? Every single loss, Deuce, we are talking about the flaws of the Sacramento Kings defensively, especially, and it usually has to do with a long wing or a bigger big. Right, right. It's like, hey, backup big, longer wing. You put up 134 points on your home floor. You're not supposed to lose that game. That's the biggest point. Uh, we'll talk more about that later because I know we're going to talk to people on Discord and, of course, on Twitter Spaces who will have some thoughts. And, of course, in the YouTube chat and the Twitch chat. We appreciate everyone watching us live on a Saturday night. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, going back to the end of this game because it did get wild. And, you know, I thought the Kings, to their credit, they get down 121-11. And you're thinking, all right, this game is officially over. The good in this finish was De'Aaron Fox, who, again, another monster fourth quarter. De'Aaron had 34 points in this game. 17 of them came in the fourth mm. quarter. He was 11 for 21 in the game. He got to the free throw line 14 times tonight, 12 of 14. So that was the good. Uh, it's 120-111, and like I said, you're thinking, okay, maybe this game is over after Thomas Bryant hits the jumper, but the Kings would not go away. We need to go to the end of the game. We're tied up at 130. Sabonis missed a beautiful shot at the rim, by the way. Fox mm -hmm. and him, a little two-man game. That was a killer. Ugh. But then Keegan drew a foul on LeBron. That was big. Fox ends up tying the game at 132 again. Immediately, LeBron comes down, attacking. And one foul on Sabonis. He's out of the game. Six foul. Yep. That was with 48 seconds to go. So... LeBron ends up hitting the free throw. It's 133-132 after that. Question for you. Yeah. What are you missing something? Do you did one, did you think Sabonis fouled him? I I mean, I know because they didn't challenge it, we didn't get to see a replay. And I personally did not think that was a foul. And now tell me if I'm wrong, because sometimes I go, are my biases getting in the way? Yeah. But I also saw some physical play from Thomas Bryant on yeah. the other end. And so I'm like, wait, I feel like it's the same thing. I thought my my instinct there was I thought the Kings should have challenged it. Because all I was thinking about is this game is on track to get overtime. Yeah. And I don't know that I want to be in a situation where I'm playing without Sabonis in overtime. It was close. I thought it was worth the challenge. They elect not to use it. So LeBron gets the and one. Why didn't they use it? They So, and I always watch this, and I don't know how much you guys can see on TV. I'm at the game, so I look over to the bench with any of these things. Anytime there's a questionable call during the game, Mike Brown and then Jordy Fernandez, the associate head coach, they look over to the second row of coaches. Because they've got a tablet out. They've got the game on. They're able to rewind and watch. Mm -hmm. And it allows them to signal, yeah, challenge it, challenge it, or don't challenge it. Because they don't have time to look up at the screen and wait. Right. It's on the coaches to tell them to challenge or not to challenge. 
there was nothing there that they, I, there was no signal to challenge it. Yeah. So obviously, it they saw something that they didn't think was going to be able to be overturned and it wasn't worth losing a timeout usually you see a lot more emotion come from that part of the bench like yeah that was not a foul let's challenge it and i didn't see any of that again late in the game uh, here's what i'm going to say about that play with lebron lebron's aggressive scores if at the end of this game they don't call us a bonus on that i don't think anyone's going the lakers got screwed on that okay fine call it but is it really Late in the game, is that a foul you call? So Sabonis fouls out of the game, and that hurt. Anyway, so um, it's 133-132. Kings have the ball. Luckily, Lyles off the miss was able to get that second chance with 24.6 seconds to go. Kings call a timeout. Out of the timeout, an absolute killer. Lyles with a bad inbound pass. That went off of Fox. Schroeder tracks it down. And then Fox tried to get it, but mm. ends up being Lakers ball. Then Westbrook gets fouled. He misses the first one. Fox jumper ties it at 134 with 6.8 seconds left. Now we go uh, to the next play where Fox gets called with a foul with, at the time, looks like two seconds to go. So Schroeder's driving. Did Fox make contact with him? With uh, Did he lean into him a little bit? Yeah, he did. He did. I, what, do you think it's a foul you call with seconds winding down in a game? A guy who literally has his hands up. He's not reaching. He's playing pretty good defense. Is that a foul you call in because that situation? Are they calling that on Steph Curry? Are they calling no, no. that on LeBron They're James? They're not calling that on LeBron James. Thank you. They're not calling Thank that. You. And, and that's, that's, that's what's so frustrating. Now, right. you can, is it a foul? Sure. I, I get it. Whatever. So this situation's huge because everyone in the building saying, review it. De'Aaron Fox is looking over the King's bench, review it. Mike Brown was really hesitating. Mike Brown did not want to challenge that. Uh-huh. He looks over at the bench. His, his coaches in the second row going, okay, should I challenge it? Should I challenge it? They finally go challenge it. And even after that, Mike was hesitant for good reason because if they lose that challenge, they lose the timeout and they can't advance the ball. Yeah. For their, at that point, thinking that there was only going to be two seconds right. on the clock, then they, you're really screwed. Now, they did adjust it to 3.6. So this is tough. You have to be right on this. And Mike Brown's trying to trust his coaches behind the bench saying challenge it. They end up challenging it, and it doesn't get overturned. So now you're in a situation with now 3.6 where, you know, after the free throws are made, you have to try to make something happen late. They do get a play where, to be honest, it looked like Fox did cross the end line when he was inbounding it. Oh, really? That looks a little questionable to me. But he gets the ball back. He gets a really good look, I thought. Westbrook did make contact with him after the ball was released. They didn't call that either. Um, but I just felt like that challenge hurt big time. Like you, you have to be certain in that situation if so, you're challenging it, because then you're able to advance and maybe run a play. Would you have challenged that shot, that play? You saw it. You saw it, and you were like, "How is that a foul?" But I guess that's deemed yeah, a foul yeah. under the rules. I gotta be honest. I probably would have. But I'm also yeah. very emotional. Kenny Caraway was sitting next yeah. to me. He was like, I wouldn't have challenged that. I wouldn't have challenged that. I don't know if I believe him or not, because he's also a little bit like you. You know, you guys are yeah. emotional people. But he said he wouldn't have challenged that. And it makes sense, too, because it's you think about 
where they would have had the ball, their chances with 3.6 seconds left on the clock just for a much better look, that still could have been missed. Uh, De'Aaron Fox did tweet about it after the game. Yeah. But then he deleted the tweet. Oh, he, he did? He was tweeting about the officials, but he got rid of it, so I wasn't able to put it up. Uh, let's get some people in the chat. Someone was saying um, the defense was to blame tonight. Mike, I yeah, we just spent the first 25 minutes talking about the defense, but then we were talking about the end of the game because that's what we just saw. Uh, Bad News Sour Grace, appreciate the donation. Super Chat says, Thanks. That defensive chain needs to be sold to a pawn shop. No king is worthy of it lately. Oh, my well, God. That's why I don't... Okay, if the Kings win tonight, do they give that chain out? Honestly, you can't. Mike Brown should not give it out every game just to get no, it out no, after no. You, a win. You give up 136, even if you win, you cannot I'll tell give you this. it out. If there was like a big defensive play that stopped no. someone at the no. end, you could give I'm it I'm sending them. a message. The chain does not come out. The you chain one, remains in the box. 136 on your home floor. I don't win or you're not getting a chain. Such an ass. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I that was that was a tough situation. It was a really tough situation uh, at the end of the game. And, you know, the Kings still got a good look. So I don't know. I thought that last foul on Fox was weak. That's just how I look yeah. at it. Now, is it going to come up on the last two minute report? No, no, it's not. You know, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a judgment call, but like, I'm like, really? You're going to get that call? Well, now? there's a few frustrating ones, even on Rashawn Holmes. Like, it's, it's, you feel the disrespect at times. And it's not only Rashawn Holmes. It will be when I'm just watching the NBA and there's guys that are less known or they just don't have the respect that star players have. And those calls get called for them and not for other guys. And it's just annoying. I just want it to be fair. <sighs> yeah, just frustrating at times. Uh, if you're in the chat, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure to subscribe. If you're in Twitter spaces and want to chat, make sure to hit request. We'll get to some of you tonight. Here on Night Chat, we also have people already uh, lining up on Discord that we'll get to as well. Um, I'm not going to be the person that doesn't highlight some good, even though they lost. I know it's easy; it's hard for me to even. I'm I get it's tough for me sometimes. Like when they lose at home, I'm like, nothing's good. This sucks. No. You get one. De'Aaron Fox. This fourth quarter stuff has been magical, and he was hitting some incredible looks tonight. Oh Getting to his spots. It was like, do something about it. I'm going to get you in the mid-range. You're going to give me the midi. I'm going to take it. I'm going to knock it down. He had 17 of his 34 points in that fourth quarter to really keep the Kings in this game. He had me stunned at one point. I, I mean, some of his shots are just absolutely incredible. The arc on his shot, um, his ability to create that space in – and think about that on top of all of that, you guys in crunch time moments, like it's a different type of mentality. Your heart's beating a little faster. Everyone's depending on you just a little bit more pressure in those moments. And he's been doing such a fantastic job. Uh, I've, I've loved his fourth quarter performances. He's been really good. It's been, it's been awesome. I love that he got to the free throw line tonight. The double digit attempts is yep. great. I know that's something that Mike Brown has been campaigning for. He's been talking about yeah. it. You know, Fox wants more calls, but you got to stay aggressive. And he, he has stayed aggressive. He's dunking more than he has in years. He had another nice dunk tonight on the drive. That was awesome. So I'm encouraged by that. You know, the, the offense, it's hard to really like nitpick it. I thought Sabonis was really good tonight too. He had 25 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists in the game. 16th consecutive double-double, which is breaks King's history. 
It's a new Kings record. Or, thank you. Yeah, he beat Boogie's <laughs> record. They, yeah. DeMarcus Cousins had the record 15 consecutive double-doubles. Sabonis. 16. Has a new one. Yeah. 16 straight. Really cool. And I mean, and that was going into the fourth, I felt like he had, I think it was like eight or nine rebounds. And I was getting, or I think it was nine, but I was getting a little concerned like, oh, uh, no, I think it was seven, actually. Whatever it was. Either way, though, I was getting concerned, and it just showed you the amount of rebounds that weren't being grabbed yeah. by the Sacramento Kings squad. Uh, Brian says, I'm struggling with silver linings tonight. I, I, we're not even calling these silver linings. We're just talking about what happened in the game. There's no moral victories or, hey, here's a good thing for to make you feel better. It's just acknowledging, dude, I thought Fox had some nice moments tonight. A, a team can and, lose yeah, yeah. and there can still be good yeah. things that happen for individuals. You know, But overall, yeah, the Kings, you lose a game at home against another team below 500 you've lost to the hornets the wizards the lakers and the hawks all teams below 500 i maintain this all those teams i just mentioned even though they're below 500 it seems like all those teams are starting to get it together like For hornets sure. got healthy okay then you have a situation i mean the did the hornets just go to milwaukee and beat them last night was that the hornets the other uh. night yeah that was insane. It's just yeah. weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Wizards, are, you know, they got hot for a second in that stretch. Uh-huh. The Hawks have the talent. And then you got the Lakers who have won four in a row. It's like now five in a row. And you're like, God, the parody in this league is absurd. And I think the Magic just beat the Warriors. Yeah, uh-huh. no Clay Thompson in that game. But, yeah, they did. Orlando, I mean, still, that's the next yeah. Kings opponent who, by the way, if you're worried about rebounding, you're worried about points in the paint. With this it. team has the length. Carter, Carter's Jr., back. 10 rebounds. Wagner's got good size. He's had some good moments. Mo Bamba doesn't even play. Bancaro, 25 points. Wagner, 24. Yeah, Bull yeah. Bull. See, I don't even know. Is Bull Bull out right now? He didn't play tonight. Yeah. Must he have didn't missed play. That. Yeah. Man. So you're going to go up against another team with. Um, uh, just it's going to be a tough yeah. matchup, right? You lo- you look at their length, and you you look at a squad that is going to be coming off of a win. It doesn't matter that it's the Orlando Magic. It doesn't matter if it's a team that has been dysfunctional or is finding their ways. We're now halfway through, or almost halfway, almost through? halfway through the season. Yeah, almost it's... halfway through the season, and it's like teams. This is when things change. A lot of things change. Teams realize. Um, how other things go. What? God, you were just rushing me. Were you trying to get to someone? I was just, you know, it's fine. This is Morgan's. It's fine. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. No, I'm done. You, you, do you want to say promise. something? You want to say sorry? No, because I lost my, tra- I lost my train of thought when you were like, you did this. You did that. You were like, hey, come on. You're good. You were like, tell me. <laughs> I'm just playing. I just want to play with pace. I'm just playing with pace right now. I, I want to go. I just. I was trying to save the Orlando. So now we're doing this out in the open because of your reaction. Do you feel good about it? I don't. Feel you know good what? About no, no. Since tonight. we're doing this, so no. Since we're doing this, I need to bring something up. Why? No, no, I'm gonna vent for a second. So yesterday, on the way back from Stockton, we were in Stockton for a G League game last night. We get to a stoplight, and Morgan goes, "Can you pull up?" I'm like, "What? No." Oh. Morgan has this thing. You're really gonna? Vent? Yeah, you know, I'm bringing this up because of what you just did. Oh. We pull up to a light, okay? Tell me if I'm wrong, people. 
light. Morgan says, hey, can you pull up? And I'm like, I'm up. Like, what are you talking about? She didn't like that we were even with the car next to us. There's no tint on the window. I don't like being face-to-face late at night with just, like, people staring at me and at each other. It just makes me feel weird. We're at the light, and she... she I even moved up a little bit, and she, like, turned. She did not want to be even with the car next to us. Is it, that not the weirdest is thing that weird? you have tell ever me. heard in your life? Tell me, because I don't think... <laughs> someone and, just asked lol were they really staring at me i don't even know no they That's weren't not the point no. you guys hey be a woman in a car for a day and just tell me how you feel you always oh, feel violated oh, by people's eyeballs okay. and it's just a very okay. weird feeling and i prefer to not feel that late at night okay that's all. Morgan, don't try to spin this like oh. it was a nighttime thing either. It would be in the middle of the day. That is ridiculous. Uh, uh. RG says, Moe's right. Deuce is disrespectful. Uh, <laughs> Al says, uh, Moe's a freak. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. You guys, I'm telling you, it's not fun out there. Um, let's get to some other comments. Uh, ben says, Fox is great tonight. We need a backup big man. We need Cousins. Uh, the Kings allowed 70 points in the paint tonight. DeMarcus Cousins is not helping with that. I don't know why this whole like DeMarcus Cousins thing continues to be a thing because Thank Chris you. Haynes put the story that says the Lakers intend on working him out. Okay. I mean, he's not in the league right now. Denver, who he was productive with at times last year, did not resign him. And this is nothing about being anti-Cousins. He's just not the same player after injury. And I feel like we do this every time. It's like, Kings need backup big. We, let's get Cousins. The Kings scored 134 points tonight. It's not, they don't need scoring off the bench. You know what they need? They need some size. They need some rebounding and defense. And that is just not, defense is just not one of his strengths, especially nope. at this point with all the injuries he's had. Like, we're going to stop with this cousin stuff. I, yeah, I saw it on our pregame show tonight on NBC. Oh. I saw them talking about it. I, don't, I didn't hear it because I was in the TV truck, but I was like, why is this even a talk? Yeah. Why is this being brought up? No. This is not what you need. This is going backwards. And again, not because of the name and who it is, because of what you actually need on your roster when it comes to the defensive end. Uh, let's uh, check in tonight with Coach. What's up? Is it Coach? Or I don't even know how to say it. What's up, man? Welcome in. Hello. Hey. hey. Who's this? This is Coach 2. Coach 2. Coach What's two. up, Coach 2, man? What's on your mind? Um, I think that we should have been addressed having some size. Obviously, we're, I want to say we're the second to last in blocks protecting a rim. I think we're one of the worst teams in rebounding as well. I know that a lot of people have mentioned going with Mo Bamba. I think that that's pretty much the solution. I think that's the kind of a guy that we need to make a move for. I don't think we need to do anything drastic. I, I, think once I, we get I just Mo, disagree we'll with that. Right. I don't think Mo's enough. I mean, we Mo doesn't play in Orlando. He didn't play tonight. He's, yeah. He doesn't play. You know what I mean? And that's where like, would it? It maybe it helps a little, but I think I think you do need to aim higher. You know, I, I do well, I think, think you. Know, and it's not just a backup center spot, right? Like I think we get so caught up in that. No, that's definitely one move that you should look at because the Kings have just not found a legit backup center. But it's also like more size in general. It's having some more length at the four spot. You know, maybe another three. I, yeah, I that, think that's that the, the thing. reason. 
I think the reason why Mo is not playing for Orlando, though, is because they do have the length, kind of as you mentioned before. But here's the Earlier, thing: like everyone was talking about, they re- they resigned him over the the off season after he had the year he did. So yeah. I'm not acting like I'm down on the guy. I just don't know. Like, okay, you get Mo Bamba, are you that much better? Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe a little improved. You know, if you somehow got Damian Jones back, are you a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I just yeah. don't know how much better you are in that situation. Yeah, and I guess I'm also looking at it that way because I'm 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 thinking of what would not break up our team so much. Yeah. Mm. No, like if you go over OG, because I think OG is, in my opinion, that's the guy. I mean, if there's anybody, that's the guy. But I think that you would have to give up so much to get that guy. Totally. No, I, someone like OG, you're going to have to give up a lot. And you know, you're to the point, do you, can you get into the Kuzma race? Um, right. And Kuzma might take a, he might take a lot too. Right. Um, John Collins, you know, the, this Hawks front office has been, and I know it's a newer front office now with new leadership since Schlenk is gone and Landry Fields is at the helm. But, you know, it seems like Collins has been trying, he's been getting shot for two and a half years now. Um, is that someone that you feel like could help just with more length and more size, a guy that blocks a shot and a half per night? You know, who else is out there that could, could you make a move for that won't totally, you know, a, what's your massive blow? What's your thoughts on uh, Crowder? Yeah, I mean, I I, can, I have a tough time with Crowder. Can I be honest? He he hasn't played this yeah. season, and that's what because beginning I'd be like, yeah, do what you got to do. Like, look what he's done for teams and in locker rooms. Like, he's a glue guy. He's he goes out there and knows his role. And now I'm like. What is he right now? Yeah. We haven't seen him through almost halfway through a season. And I mean, yeah. I, I guess the other question for him is just what, what is he doing right now? And not to sure. say, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I trust he's a pro and he's in the gym and he's working out and he stayed in shape. But then, you know, you do have to get him back. You have to get him in game shape too. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like his toughness, right? And at this point, you could use some of that. You can use some of that grit, that confidence. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I, I, I think there are going to be other teams interested too, but I think there's a lot of people around the league wondering where, where, what's he doing? Where is he at? Like, why isn't he playing? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I I started off with, I I definitely understand the stance behind Mo. Uh, I think I'm starting off in that direction because I think that the Kings are going to have to find a way to get a diamond in the rough and buy low yeah. opposed to trying to swing for the fences. Because I think also if you try to swing for the fences, then you have to do a side deal with Atlanta to get the protection off yeah. to add picks as well. And now you're starting to really, you're just starting to do a lot. You're starting hey, to do a lot. That's why, that's why Monty and his group gets paid the big bucks, man. You got to figure <laughs> it out, right? right? Like that's it's. Right. We're all watching it, right? And this team is going to have a ceiling. This team, I don't think anyone should be surprised right now. We've seen that this team can be really good offensively. Fox and Sabonis look great together. But the ceiling of this group defensively can only go so far now. We've seen enough. There have been times where like, oh, maybe they're better than we think. Maybe they could be top 15. If they could be top 15, then it's going to be great. 
it doesn't feel like they have the pieces to be that right now. And I think before the season, they were banking on that Rashawn would be better than he has been this year. And yeah. he's pretty much been a non-factor for the most part, right? Like very few times you've been like, yeah, Rashawn Holmes hit a couple of plays in the first half, but been a non-factor. So to get nothing from that has been a challenge for them. You guys, I also feel like they were banking on to their defense just being good enough as as it is as a team defense. You see what they can do when they do things together. But again, teams are starting to attack their flaws. They're understanding mm. what adjustments they need to make against the Sacramento Kings defense and attack their weaknesses. And teams are doing a really good job of that. And I'll say, you know, Keegan, you have a rookie in your, your starting lineup and he has been up and down at times defensively. I thought... I think recently he's trending in a better direction. He drew a couple of charges today, I think. Um, or at least one. He got hit in the face by LeBron on another. He had a couple of steals, playing the passing lanes. He's been rotating a little better. But part of rebounding, uh, part of defense, too, is rebounding. And you can't have a game where yeah. you have zero rebounds. It just, you, yeah. you're six six eight. Like, it can't happen. Yeah. I've always felt like, I think Keegan even referred to this at one point, where he was matching himself to Middleton. I've always kind of seen Keegan as a three, honestly, anyway. Yeah, I had questions Um, about that before the season. I think I I feel more comfortable with that at the three, and that goes to the larger point is like, all right, you're Harrison Barnes, you know, he may be better suited defending fours at times instead of like some of these long athletic threes or wings. But, you know, there's also an issue rebounding at times right like he's and he, he has to take some tough matchups i mean you have harrison barnes on lebron tonight that's tough yeah that's really really tough finding the right guy next to sabonis is a is a true challenge um it just is i mean miles yeah. turner was a good he was a good fit for a while but even then that didn't no and i think the part of the problem with that is like sabonis can't defend a four Right, exactly. I think I think he's a five. So, look, you got a month ago before the deadline. Um, there's clearly some things that this team needs to improve, and it's going to be interesting because I think the deadline there's some real challenges right now because there are more buyers than sellers. Right, when you have so many teams kind of in the thick of things, like it's a lot of teams trying to get some pieces, Absolutely. which all it does is make it more expensive to acquire these players who may nope. be available. So what you need is some of these teams to really fall apart. Like you're looking at someone like Chicago, go, are they going to blow it up? And then like Chicago wins a couple of games here to like, this oh, keeps are, happening. They, are they okay? You know, and this is why deals don't always get done in well, January. They get done toward the deadline when some teams feel like they have more clarity. Morgan. It's the same thing with Washington. You guys just really quick too, when they started seeing, okay, we can put together some wins what can we plan with Kuzma? Is that really someone mm-hmm. that we right. want to trade away or does he like Washington? And, you know, we've heard rumblings of everything and like, oh no, he actually likes being there and it could work out, especially if he got paid the right amount of money and pair him with Porzingis and Beal and boom, you know, you're on your way to something good. Who knows? Mm, but Porzingis on this team. On this team? Oh, yes. His defense though. You're uh, talking it's about been, the- no, you see, no, it's, he better could block a shot and he's had a good year i know he's had a good year but he's he's had yeah i don't know 
I think that uh, I think that I I don't think it'll it'll help Sacramento at all. Yeah. But uh, I do think that uh, I think Phoenix is going to fall apart. I mean, they already are. But well, and that's you know, who can you get from there? That'd be interesting. I don't know. I just there there's a lot. Uh, to look at here, and I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. Hey, I appreciate you checking in, man. Good good chat. Not a problem. Yeah, thank you. Guys you guys are doing you, you too. Man. Absolutely appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Angel uh, donates ten bucks. Look, hey, I I appreciate your support of our, our channel, uh, but you know you, the message you have are they're they're about some of our colleagues too, who we really respect. So, with all due respect, like I I'm I'm glad you like us, but like also these people are our friends, so. Thank you. Uh, let's go next to our guy, Lazy. What's up, Lazy? Oh, snap. Hold on. Oh, Lazy. Oh, can we believe it? For the first time, I think this year, I'm actually kind of offended right now, Morgan. Why? For the first time this year, Lazy is here showing his face on Night Chat. And I just think, remember, he when the first year of Night Chat, he was here all the time. He was always <laughs> hanging out. But now he's got a social life. The pandemic for him is all over. He's out drinking stumbling around midtown oh, sacramento and doesn't have time even. for deuce and mo anymore what do you think yeah what the hell lazy i mean are you too cool what, mm. what's what's going on now mm. no no i'm never too cool for the kings never too cool for deuce and mo you guys are number one uh i just don't want to bug people all the time you know that's why i'm here sporadic you know you don't okay. bug us so shut the sick of being upsold at gyms my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello. Yeah, you're bugging me right now by Thank saying you. that. Uh, yeah. you, you were at the game tonight. You said what's up. Appreciate that. Uh, what, what's on your mind? Oh, man. Um, well, I heard you touch on it a little bit, man. The Kings, obviously, they're playing great. I don't want to sound like a hater, but, man, you got to tighten it up on defense, dude. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it that, what's his name, Thomas Bryant had, like, how many do you have, like, 29 or something? 29 and 14. Bro, I couldn't believe it. And I was at the game and I looked down and I saw the score later on. I was like, when did he get 29? He was so good tonight. Uh, the Lakers actually announced after the game, they're building a statue of him outside of crypto.com next to like the Shaq one. They're, they're put, they're actually putting one up after tonight's game, Morgan. Deuce, you have the same joke every single time, even though it does make me laugh at first. So I do never appreciate made that joke in my life. No, about the statue of anyone okay. that is. Yeah. It's funny though. It's kind of like your dad joke. Huh? <sighs> It's good. Morgan's it's, just, we're not vibing tonight. And this is what happens after a King's loss. We start bickering. Uh, it's all right. This was, oh, that's what I wanted to say. So I've been to a couple of King's games, like a good handful. This was the best game I've been to. Like King's fans definitely showed up. Unfortunately, Lakers fans showed up, but this was a great game. And at the very end, I don't, Juice, I probably missed it if you talked about it, but what did you feel about, feel about the coach's challenge? Like, um, <sighs> You know, it's like, I didn't, yeah, go ahead. It's tough because you have to be right. Right. And if you, if you lose it, which they did, then you can't advance the ball after the free throws. And then you're in a tough spot. Now, in all fairness, the Kings did get a good look at the end. Um, I thought the call itself, is it a foul? It didn't look like it. It's, it didn't look it's like a it. borderline to me. And 
look, the, the, the two minute report's going to come out and it's not going to be like, hey, that was a bad call. It's a call, but I don't think if they don't call it, it shows up on the last two minute report as an incorrect call. To me, it's like, dude, he was playing pretty disciplined defense. Schroeder did initiate some contact with him. Fox was up on him, but his hands are up. He was playing some pretty good defense at the end of the game. And I maintain if that is some, some other star in the league playing defense like that, they are not yeah. being called for a foul in that situation. You think Draymond Green gets called for that? No. You think Draymond, no. if late in the game, Draymond Green is defending Schroeder at the end of a game, in San Francisco at Chase Center, playing defense, and he has a little bump on Schroeder. You think they're blowing the whistle on that? Hell no. And that's it. No. It's like, okay, uh, fine. You can call it a foul. His body, he got into him a little bit, but it was kind of a weak call in my estimation, especially considering where the game was at. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was definitely a weird call. Um, like you said, Kings, they're just not really getting uh, those calls. It's The game was really wrecked really badly. I can yeah. take it. I, you know what though, Lizzie? Game. You can't like. Fine, I, I get that, but the reality is, when you allow seventy points in the paint and you yeah. don't play defense, and the Lakers shoot over sixty percent, you I, didn't you control what you're you not, could control. Yeah, I'm not. You can't be t talking about the officiating. You know, like that's not the reason you lost the game. You lost the game because Thomas Bryant looked like Wilt Chamberlain, right? Like Thomas Bryant <laughs> dominated you, like Shaq did in 2 That's what happened. Like. You can't let your opponent score that efficiently. That kills you. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, I'm pretty pretty neutral on, on this, but there's some bad shots I feel like Kevin Herter took, like kind of unbalanced, kind of. There's some poor shot selection down at the end, I feel like. Um, one other thing I just wanted to say is, like, you know, uh, talking about the Lakers, you know, this was my first time seeing Westbrook in person. He played great. Yeah, he was great tonight. He was ball in the night. No, he was great uh, tonight. Yeah, that was, it was a wild game, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to check in with you guys. Hey, real, fast, Lizzie, real fast, Lizzie. Real fast, Lizzie. He has a YouTube channel that he is relaunching. Oh. He is relaunched. Promote it for the people. You're putting out content. Promote it. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Deuce. I, I have a channel. It's called Keeping Score with Lizzie. I talk about basketball. I'm inspired very much by Deuce and Mo, so I wanted to try to make some content called keep a score easy we're keeping up to date with everything basketball related whether it's big games big trades big news big injuries whatever keep a score with everything so if you well, keep score with me check out my youtube channel i'm gonna keep score on your consistency with it okay because the only way you'll build this is if you mm -hmm. stay consistent with it so keep plugging away keep pushing don't don't give a shit about views no Just make content challenge yourself to be better tighten stuff up and have fun yeah keep going have fun with it that's all you need to do you're right you're right thank right. you i appreciate yep. that and you guys rock and keep doing great all right Sleep Lizzie. dreams yes yeah, sleep, sleep dreams, dreams. Sleep dreams. Sleep dreams. All right, there's Lizzie checking in <laughs> appreciate him uh checking in on night chat um, let's go next and check in with Fox Believer Murray Supporter. <laughs> what a name. I, we've talked what to this person before. Name. What's going on? Are you there? Fox Believer. I'll put you back in. All right. All right. Um, let's go check in with our buddy, Coach Nick. It is so windy outside. No, do you, so are if you we, seeing everyone? Yeah, if we get kicked off, it's going to be because of uh, the weather. What's up, Deuce? What's up, Nick? 
Well, it is windy. Our internet just crashed. It, it, but you're on your phone. So are you just on your cell, your cellular service? I had to disconnect my Wi-Fi. Didn't work. Okay. So. Well, uh, you're at the game tonight, man. What's up? I just wanted to say, just just be careful, you guys. Uh, watch the internet, you guys, because your internet may may crash as well. That's a good point. Nick says, watch the internet tonight. It may crash. Our internet, our internet just crashed because of the wind, and their trees are hitting power pole power lines. All right, it sounds like you're a reporter right now. Let's go to uh, the latest. Uh, let's hear a weather update from Coach Nick. Nick, you're on the scene right now. Tell us about the weather outside, Nick. Well, there's some lightning outside going on, and it, it is windy outside. It is windy outside. You're also reporting from the Kings game tonight. What do you see? Uh, I saw a Kings loss tonight, and but I did see Deuce and Mo. You did Aww. see Deuce and Mo. Uh, Mor- Morgan would like to know this, and I would too. What's your message to the team? You Great 70 question. points in the paint. You allow 136 points. Thomas Bryan dropped 29 and 14 on you. What do you say to your team after the game? Well, I just wanted to say that we, we got to play better. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, play That's better. Fair. What about the defense? Well, you know, we got to we got to play better defense, so, you know, it just uh, the Kings got to play better. Man, you seem frustrated tonight. Yeah. Are you upset? Are you upset tonight? Yeah, cuz we lost tonight, but we could have played better. All right. Well, hang in there, man. Everything else good? Yeah, everything's good. Just can't. I'm just not going to be able to watch TV then tonight because my internet is bad. <laughs> well, you can go I on YouTube. Com- I have Comcast. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's, that's too bad, we have huh? Com- we have Xfinity, and Xfinity is having issues right now. Oh, no. Uh, my fiber is working nice right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, Rubbing Nick. Well, uh, stay safe out there. Go watch some YouTube and Sleep Dreams, okay? You know, stay, stay safe, Morgan. Are you go? Are you going back home tonight? Um, yes, I will stay safe. I appreciate you, Nick. Sleep, sleep dreams. Sleep dreams. Hey, hey, there's lightning going on right now, and it's just too windy right now. Thank you so much for the weather update. Appreciate keep your, it. Keep your dogs inside. We, I wouldn't. Let, yeah. We will. You keep your. You you stay. Hey, you, hey Nick, you stay inside. All right. <laughs> Alrighty. See ya. Sleep dreams. Let's uh, check in next. Let's see if Fox Believer is there. Fox Believer, are you there? Hello. Nick's so cute when he's falling asleep. Test, test, one, two, one, two. He's gone. Uh, Let's go next and check in with Heath. What's up, Heath? Heath. Heath. You guys are killing me tonight by not being here when I go to you. I just put my phone on a phone charger just because I started getting worried. Like, ooh. Uh, Jamie. What's up, Jamie? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing tonight? Good, good, man. What's on your mind? Nothing much. Uh, I'm going to be honest. So, like, uh, I didn't watch most of the game tonight because uh, I I think I've told you guys this before, but I'm a Jags fan. And, um... We had a game tonight, and we won, and um, 
I don't think I've ever been happier, to be honest. Aww. Can we give some love to the Jacksonville Jaguars tonight? I'm happy for you, Jamie. Tony Khan's squad is going to the playoffs after beating the Titans 20-18. to What a turnaround after that bomb of a coach, Urban Meyer, tried to ruin them last year. They got his ass out. And, of course, even though he was a clown, he got a job at Fox doing college football stuff. But, hey, they didn't need him, and they get to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I was really happy when we got that Coopin score. I was I was screaming. Me and my dad were screaming because we're both Jags fans. My mom was just and you're so you're you're a Jags fan and you're a Kings fan, huh? Yeah. Right. Uh, I did get to watch the end of the Kings game though with my dad. What do you think of it, man? Uh, well, uh, me and my dad we were getting a little mad at the refs for not calling that foul on Fox at the end. You thought he should? Um, they should have called that when uh, Westbrook touched him. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so because I, he was heated I too. Like, you guys, I know. I saw Mike Brown talking to him. Do you think he, he was? Leaves. Do you think he was heated with that specific call, or was he heated just with like the end of game where he got called on that other foul too? Though, you know, uh, I think he was just heated overall. You know, yeah, because uh, he got called for a foul with that Schroeder thing. At the end, yeah, and um, that hurt us a lot. But um, I think that we would have won if they called that foul. At the, you know, they would have won if they uh, played some defense too. I know we need we need to get way better paint. We need to be way better in the paint on defense. Yeah, because like you guys said, Orlando's like a very lengthy team, and they can score and get rebounds in the paint. So exactly, Jamie. Thanks for checking in, man. Mm. All right. Have a good night, guys. Hi, Jamie. See ya. Uh, Tina in the chat, a Lakers fan, has something to say. Let's see if we accept it. All right. What's up, Tina? Tina says, Lakers fan here. The Kings have a nice young team. A lot of teams are having the same problems. They need bigs and wings. Teams will want top dollar for trades regardless of the players. Facts. Can we give some love to Tina, a a rational uh, Lakers Lakers fan? Thank you. You are the best. We need more of you. Appreciate Breaking that. it down. Yeah. Just like talking hoops. Ah. Love it, Tina. Appreciate that so much. Appreciate you guys being here tonight for Night Chat. Um, yeah, tonight's frustrating. Next up for the Kings, they take on an Orlando team who has been really up and down. Bancaro's playing some outstanding basketball right now. He's been awesome. The front runner for Rookie of the Year at this point. And they went to... Golden State tonight got the win. Um, Bull Bull is out right now. By the way, I didn't. I don't know how I didn't realize he was out, but he has been out. So, I mean, kind of a bummer from a basketball standpoint, just because it's just like he's been so fun to watch. Sure, but they've got good size, and you know, Bancaro can play. Um, but that's a game that I'm not. Look, the Kings have the right mindset when they, they say the right things. Like you're listening to Mike Brown before at practice the other day and Keegan Murray and Harrison Barnes. They're like, no, you don't overlook teams. You know, there's 450 players in the NBA. There's a ton of talent. You don't look at teams' records. We have to go in there and handle our business. This is not, in my opinion, a, a team that's overlooking anybody. It's simply they haven't been good enough and locked in enough. And now they take on an Orlando team that I'm just, it doesn't matter who they play right now. It doesn't matter. Because if they keep playing the way they are, it's going to be a lot of this that's where it. they're going to have to just outscore teams. And that's not conducive to being sustainable. Kings have not been good enough 
um, for long enough to be like, this is a team that they should beat. This is, and I know we keep doing that shit and I know what. This is where I push back. What? It is a game they should win. They should win that game. If you're legit on your home floor, you should win that game. But it's not one where right now I feel comfortable thinking that the Kings are just are going to based on how they're playing. No. And um, before we get to I updated Discord um, in our Discord, (laughs) uh, I just want to say, too, really quick. It's the same thing. Like when I looked at this homestand before the Kings started playing, when I said, yeah, I would be happy with three wins out of the five. I was just trying to be realistic and now seeing the way that they're losing. It's like, no, well, I would take that now. Yeah. Thank you better you. win the next thank three. You. Um, now this person's name is I updated discord. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the reason why I wasn't able to talk was because my discord hasn't been updated. <laughs> what's, right. Well, what's your name? Uh, Nate. What's, what's up, Nate? Nate? What's good. Um, was that the game tonight? Yeah. Uh, definitely. I know we said Atlanta was probably the worst loss of the year. This one, this one follows up as the worst loss of the year. Ooh. Man, we just, I, well, you thought Atlanta was the worst loss of the year? Yeah. Huh. Okay. What, so what, what the, makes I, this? I mean, I, to me, I, I feel like, I feel like Washington was really bad, right? Like you get down oh. 30 on your home floor to the Wizards, even though they're better than their record was at the time. You don't need you don't need to get your asses kicked on your home floor. The Charlotte game was pretty frustrating too. Atlanta was frustrating just from the standpoint that I felt like they didn't play their best and still had a chance to win. But now there's just too many themes now that continue where it's it's not just a trend. You know, we were excited about these small trends we kept looking at, like, oh hey, the defense over the last ten. How many times I'd get excited on night chat early in the season where dude more last ten. They're 10th in defensive rating. Going all crazy. Well, now we're seeing a larger sample size that, oh, this team, because they can't protect the pain, um, because they don't rebound well, they have some issues with teams with length, they're just not going to be a consistent defensive team. They could, if they're locked in some nights, it may work, and they could have stretches of good basketball defensively, but ultimately they, they need to upgrade. Yeah, when it comes to just upgrading, um, there's just a better center at this point. Do you think that's just what we're targeting heading into pretty much February? I mean, I, I think it's not just a center. I think people keep pointing to that. Sabonis, you want him on the floor playing 35 minutes a night, right? Correct. At least. Correct. The guy's playing like one of the best players, an all-NBA player, top 15 player in the league right now. He's so important to what the Kings do offensively. He's been outstanding. He's going to play a lot of minutes. Now, yeah, could you have a backup that you feel comfortable with? Yeah, that'd be nice. Right now, we've seen a little bit of everything. Rashawn, Trey Lyles playing small ball five. We've seen, you know, Holmes. We've seen Metu. We've seen Kata. They haven't found an answer there. So upgrading that in some regard would be nice. I know one name that keeps being talked about is Plumley. You know, could you put together a deal with Charlotte for Plumlee and PJ Washington? Does that make you better? I think it does. How much better? I don't know. That's it's interesting though. And then you have to figure out long term what you would want to do with PJ Washington. Do you give him an extension? What's it gonna cost to do it? It's just there there's a lot of challenges right now. And 
it, it goes to what I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit, so I apologize. But when you have so many teams that are in the thick of things right now, in the Western Conference, there's no true front runner. I think maybe you would say Memphis, but how many teams have we seen in the number one spot this year? A ton. Portland, Utah, Denver, right? New Orleans, Memphis. We've seen five teams in the number one spot. All of a sudden, Golden State looked like they was going in the right direction. They've lost back-to-back games against the Pistons and the Magic without Steph in the lineup. It's been all over the place in the Western Conference. So the point is, there are teams looking around going, we want to buy. A lot of these teams want to buy the same stuff uh-huh. as a Laker fan who was just here in the chat. And that just makes it challenging to improve your team. So I think that's part of the reason we're in this weird spot where it's January and you're like, why aren't, why aren't there any deals? We've seen one deal between San Antonio and Boston. It really wasn't anything. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be... It's going to be a little bit of a chess match. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out as we get closer to the deadline. And I think it could be pretty expensive for teams to, to make the moves that they want to make. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, when you talk about having a guy like Plumlee being added to the team, I mean, it's a great help. I mean, when you have an experienced veteran to add on to the team, because I think what you're mentioning, like you have Metu, Holmes. I mean, those are just guys that haven't been the, like, What's the right word to put it? I mean, those haven't been the guys that have been reliable on a, every given night. But I, I think I like what I saw from Rashawn tonight. I mean, I think he was very productive. I mean, he, he played 11 minutes, right? And then they ended yeah. up going into a situation with him tonight um, where Sabonis picked up his, what, fourth foul at the 934 mark of the third quarter. So they put Holmes in there, and he had a stretch in that, third quarter and we didn't see him again the kings ended up going with lyles after sabonis fouled out he had some moments you know it was, it was good to see him throw it down a couple of times but yeah it's clear that that that's a spot they they need to upgrade and they need they just need more size um this is nothing that's surprising i think to anybody right now i think if anything it's just becoming frustrating because the expectations i've gotten higher yeah. and that that I'm excited about this. You know, Morgan, they they are 20 and 18. They're in the mix in the Western Conference, and it's January. They've had some good moments. Their two best players are in the all-star conversation, and now it's up to the front office to make some tweaks. What I'll I'll say, too, is that I didn't have these expectations of the team performing, like, as well as they have been performing this season. I'm not saying as of late, but this season. Um, But at the same time, my concerns have always remained the same and true. And the concerns were always how teams in the NBA adjust throughout a season, whether it's at a trade deadline or whether it's just within their locker room and their coaching staff. I always go back to the Celtics last year and what they looked like at the trade deadline or even at the end of the year um, going into the new year and then becoming a team that was going to end up into in the NBA finals, right? Like just a completely different team. So that is bound to happen with more teams in the NBA. And I know you can look at the Kings and be like, well, why can't it be us? And it can be, but at the same time, what are you willing to sacrifice to become that this year? And that's what we'll have to see. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, with everything, like you said, I think 
Boston's a perfect example. And I think just the biggest question is, like, do draft picks become an issue at this point? Or do you just go ahead and just say, eh, we'll throw in a first-round pick if it means we get a good player? Well, what it's, they're in a tough spot to, to give up a first-round pick because um, the Kevin Herter deal, they have a pick that goes to Atlanta, and it has restrictions on it. So that makes mm-hmm. it challenging. They can't trade picks around there. I think... I think the next, and I, I could be wrong on this, but maybe it's 2028 pick that they can trade because there's restriction restrictions tied to this. Mm. It makes it tough for them, right? And, you know, how many teams are going to be willing to shop picks? And there are, there are some really good teams around the league that have their picks. The Pelicans can make a significant move if they want to. The Memphis Grizzlies can make a significant move if they want to. So... They're armed with some picks, and so it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. I appreciate you checking in. Yeah, no problem. You guys stay dry. Um, sorry if my rain was getting caught on the mic. It's raining very hard here in Napa. <laughs> wow! Shout out Napa. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. some wine, man. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need it after tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Nate. Yeah. See ya. Bye bye. Bye. Appreciate it. Hey, go go win the next. You know what you need to do? Go win the, get, win the next three games. Go win the next three games. Skip that. Juice. That would put you at 23 and 18. It puts you at five games above 500 for the first time. And next three. Yeah. Orlando, Rockets, Rockets. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. I know. Yes. But love our language right now. What is happening? Um, you should, and you're absolutely capable it's just not going to be easy, especially no. with the way that you've been playing right now. And not having Malik Monk and not to have an excuse, but that's that's also tough too, right? When you didn't have that spark off the bench, when you needed at times him playing against his former team, what could he have produced? Who knows? But that's how the NBA works. Uh, a couple of other topics I want to hit on before we get out of here. It's after midnight. We are now in the Sunday. We appreciate everyone wow. joining us live here on Night Chat following this Kings loss. Uh, the first round of NBA All-Star voting came out, and it got a lot of people upset because of the fact that no Kings were on the initial list of fan voting in the NBA. You've had some people in town even call out Kings fans for not <laughs> voting enough. <laughs> so the West returns. Uh, you look at the front court. Uh, the top 10 have featured some of the usual names, but some of the names that jumped out for people that were like, huh? Uh, Kavon Looney was 10th in voting in the front court. Draymond Green made the list. So did Andrew Wiggins. For guards, Jordan Poole, Austin Reeves making the list. No Kings were in the top 10, and that, you know, obviously you would think that the Cans there would be Sabonis or Fox. Sure. I understand the frustration with fans, but here's how I looked at it. I just was like, did we expect the Kings to be represented super well in here? If Fox and Sabonis get into the All-Star game this year, Sabonis will get in for sure. I think Fox is probably going to get in, and if he does, it may be injury replacement, but it still counts. I don't care. He gets in. Exactly. If the, if the Kings are playing around 500 and Fox and Sabonis are playing at high level, they're going to have a ch- chance to get two guys in there. They were never going to be starters, one. And also, it's fan voting. Like, are we surprised that Lakers... It was, Austin Reeves got votes? 
Yeah, Laker fans. fans. It's LA. They're one of the most popular teams in the world. Kevon Looney got votes? Warriors. Yeah, because the NBA has a setup right now that if you're a Warriors fan, it's listed on your profile as a Warriors fan. You click vote or you click the Warriors link, it automatically puts the Warriors starting lineup there. It's not a surprise. It's nothing to get worked up about. One, the fan voting. It's 50%. How it's weighted, 50% fans, 25% media, 25% current players. Okay. Like... It'd be one thing if we're sitting here and all-star teams are named and Austin Reeves is an all-star. He's not going to be. Kevon Looney's not going to be. Like, don't trip about it. Your guys are probably going to get in. It's not that big of a deal. And then on the flip side, what are we doing calling out, Kingston should just vote more. They'll like it, vote more. Kingston, show up. It's like, what? Relax, okay? It's all-star voting. Some people don't really care that much. It's not that big of a deal. You got to think about international votes too. Like some of these guys, LeBron, Jokic, AD, Steph, Luka, these are international players. The, the Kings don't have that. The Kings don't really have that national. They don't have national notoriety, let alone international. Yeah. So I'm just not tripping about it. I just want this huge rant. Your thoughts on what I just had to say? Hey, or do you have any other thoughts? No, your rant was dead on, and I guess I your passion and everything toward it. I have nothing else to say because it's absolutely the truth, and just don't don't worry about it. Also, it's crazy how windy it is right now. How is the power still? On well, I don't know hour? because I keep seeing everyone, and I I saw a text from my brother saying that like he just it sounds like transformers are outside with just things exploding. Oh, so. so yeah, power's been so going let's out. Enjoy everywhere. this moment, man. dude. I've been enjoying it. I'm like I love when the lights are on and we can still shoot the shit. And all I'm thinking too for some people, if they they lose all of their internet, they still can do youtube yeah, on their on their phone if you yeah. have like a so it's connection. like we're their live show we're the only live show on right now in sacramento a <laughs> uh, shout out to big john who donated five bucks super chat some other people saying pat bev got votes lonnie walker got votes uh yeah um sean says reeves is in the top 10 though that's stupid no it is but it's also like it doesn't matter right it, austin reeves gets votes it He's not going to get in, and he's not. It's not like the coaches are going to be like, "Well, Reese was in the top ten, so maybe we should consider him uh, uh, coming up as a reserve." So the starters again get decided: fifty percent fans vote, twenty five percent media, twenty five percent current players. Their all star reserves are selected by the coaches in the NBA. Yes, it's going to be all right. Yeah, that's going to be. I mean, they know who they have a tough time going up against, and that guy's. For sure, Domas Sabonis. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, if you have not listened to Kevin Herter's interview with Zach Lowe, I highly suggest it. Uh, Zach Lowe, the Low Post podcast, one of my favorite NBA podcasts out there. He did uh, the first part with Bobby Marks, which was pretty interesting, but um, probably like an hour in, he catches up with Kevin Herter, and Kevin Herter talked about Keegan Murray, some really interesting things about Keegan, how they've kind of bonded, how Keegan is super weird and only eats like certain foods, like and pretty much grilled cheese. And there's so many foods he's never tried before. Every night he eats chicken, rice and beans or something. His favorite food's grilled cheese. Uh-huh. Well, no, he said, he said every night he eats uh, chicken, rice and beans and that he's just like the type of guy that's only had a grilled cheese before, like had watched him eat sushi for the first time, you know, like experiencing... Because Zach Lowe called him a kid. He's like, what you, you know, the kid? And he's like, well, he's not a kid. And and Kevin Herter, when explaining him, is like, it's kind of like 
a kid in some ways with the way that you hang out with him and he's experiencing things for the first time in his life, you know, coming out of his hometown and with these NBA guys. And it's really cool to see. He listens to one musical artist like all year long too. And I forget the name. Yeah. Like 6,000 hours worth. This is crazy. But he had a lot of other good things to say about the Kings fans, um, Domas Sabonis and what he's capable of doing on the floor through his broken thumb. Yeah, apparently Sabonis could have played in that next that that first game against Denver with one he skipped. The only reason he didn't is because the splint he has on that hand was not ready. Otherwise, he was going to play. He wasn't even going to miss a game. Yeah. And he was just talking about his chemistry. And apparently, one of the things when he was asked about the trade to Sacramento, how he felt and the drama behind it and all that. And he said one thing that made him feel really good about it was his agent is also Doug McDermott's agent. Doug played with Sabonis in Indiana and his agent was like, dude, you're going to get so many shots from this guy. It's going to work out great. You're going to be really happy. And they've just had instant chemistry. A couple other things he talked about. Morgan mentioned the fans. I loved what he had to say about the fans. Uh, check out the full podcast, but here's what Kevin Herter had to say about the fans in Sacramento. Are you surprised, like, at the turmoil there that never, that never... And he was dictating the show. So, I just uploaded the wrong thing on there. As you could see, um, my clip was totally what? messed up where I went to... <laughs> hey, you know what? Wait, what just happened? It was the wrong clip. as a clip that wasn't saved the right way. Got it, okay. So, it just jumped into the middle of the interview where he was asked about the Atlanta situation. All right, I could sum up what he had to say about Kings fans. So the thing he said about Kings fans is he said, what's wild about it is it's all about basketball here. And he said, you know, you go to some NBA markets and it's entertainment. He goes, mm -hmm. you go to Boston, you go to New York, and you go to Sacramento. It's about watching basketball in the game. Yep. And he goes, the energy there has been so amazing. Uh, the one person he did talk about was De'Aaron Fox. And here's his conversation with Zach Lowe about De'Aaron Fox. His maturity, honestly. He's, uh, his maturity and you know, his work. Fox is another guy. He's, he's kind of a homebody, same way that Keegan is. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that you know, really is out in public too much. I think he's very comfortable in his own environments. But, like, he's, he's a workaholic. You know, he, he definitely he gets his work in. That was one thing I noticed pretty early on in the summer is how much he's in the gym. And obviously how good he is. Um, but Darren isn't great. He he like he brings a maturity to our team. You know, he's not the most outspoken guy, but um I think he can calm everybody down. He's somebody in similar to you know, other guys. It's not like he he's talking a lot. He's never the guy in the room that talks the most, but when he does talk, people listen to him. And um he's kind of our our unspoken leader in a lot of ways. You know, we definitely look to him, especially at the end of games, to make plays and and win games for us. But I think for me the most impressive thing is has definitely been his maturity. It's good to hear. I, I just it's crazy to Fox in year six in the NBA and you think about it, he was nineteen years old when he came to Sacramento. Right. And we knew him his rookie year. And it's crazy to see how he's evolved. And you go, man, he's just a different person. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, when I was 19 years old, mm -hmm. I was an idiot. Correct. And now look at me. Still, you know, still, just look at me now. Still an idiot, right? but a little bit more polished idiot, right? No, and truly, it's people forget that some of these people are young, young men coming from different situations in their lives into this league and you're just expecting them having these expectations for them to be this leader or this vet or this guy that could just carry an entire team. That's not how it's going to be with every single player and every single personality. And I love 
when you see guys evolve right in front of your face, and that's what we've seen from De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, and he's just, he's been really good. He's been really, really good. And I know some people will listen to this and be like, well, the Kings lost again, so can't oh. give anything. It's like, no, but the guy has, he, he's clearly gotten better. His play in crunch time, yeah. late in games, has been absurd this year. Again, tonight, 17 points in the fourth quarter. Crazy. Gotta start winning some of these home games, though. Please. Especially those moments, exactly. Please, please, please. Are you trying to wrap up? You're giving me the look. You're giving me like the hand, like look. You are moving like you can be honest. No. Did I do something? You've made some gestures. I've seen you doing some little editing on your computer. I could I could see. Do you, you want to know why I did the editing? Yeah. Because I was worried about the power. Okay. I was so just, I was like, if I get I this up like, on our website, then it then at least if I lose Wi Fi, then I Wow. Things are a little testy tonight. And I feel like this is what happens when the Kings. I do. T- and can I feel honest? You've been trying to rush some of my things that I've been saying, which have, I'm taking offense to now. I re- like every time I talk, I feel like you're, <laughs> you're irritated. <laughs> every time. I am getting irritated by you saying that. By you saying that. Garbage. Talk about it. Morgan, <laughs> one time I gave you like, hey, I was literally trying to go to some, and that was it. You're trying to do a deep dive on Orlando, and I was like, we're just getting started on tonight. Yo, I had like doing a, deep a dip- short hey, you know, sentence breakdown. I'm really curious how the Kings are going to defend Paolo Bancaro in this game. I, it's like, <laughs> we're not even wrapped up with this game, and you want to get to that? No, no, no. I started talking about, I was like, oh, I'm Bancaro with 25, and then I was like saying one more sentence. Deuce, literally, you can't see when his hand's down here, but it was like this. I just do this forever. Like, what is that shit? What is that? It's called communication. We run plays here. Let's go. We're setting the screen. Let's keep it moving. No, you know what Domas would do? He would communicate with his teammate. He wouldn't do some passive aggressive like, hey, hey, Kevin Herter, move this way. Uh, Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. How would you like me to communicate in the middle of a podcast? You (laughs) want me to go, excuse me, Morgan, can you wrap up your point? I'm giving you a gesture like, no, hey, wrap it up. No, and it got in your head. Like, no. keep it you know moving. What? You know what I could tell? <laughs> yeah. You know what I could tell? Is that you wanted me to, as I'm like slowly speaking now, you wanted me to get things out faster and you wanted to go to a call. And so you were ready for the next move. And it was like, yo, sometimes you just got to take a step back and play at your teammates pace too, though. You know, like you're playing my pace. No, no. Like sometimes if I'm not matching your pace, you got to like play at my pace too. Okay. I'm just moving the ball. You're dribbling the air out of it. The the ball was almost flat. Okay. So you dribble. What a dick. You told me to communicate. This is not... How has our power not gone out over here? My God. My, oh, lightning now. Man, crazy night. Yeah. The weather lately has been insane. Um, also, a couple of things from tonight's game. Got to give some love to our guys, D'Lo and Casey in the building. Oh, so With great our old to buddy, see Kyle Madsen. And we met Trista Crick tonight. Uh, we have yes. the podcast long ago. Bet GM tonight. Heat check podcast. Met her for the first time. Her first experience in Sacramento. And the Kings lost. <sighs> she just wanted to see the beam, man. Could you just like get the beam lit for her? But no. Couldn't she's talented, by the way. She's really talented. Yeah. she No, she's, she's wonderful. It was great to actually meet her in person. I felt like I already knew her. So that was cool. Poll question for tonight. Are you concerned after this loss to the Lakers? 
The options were, yes, the defense is bad. Nope, looks about a 500 team to me. And a little bit, Sacramento needs to make a move. 56% of people say, yes, the defense is bad. While tied for 22% apiece, nope, looks like a 500 team. And a little bit, Sac needs to make a move. Where are you on that? Well, it's funny, looking back at it, I voted for, yes, defense is bad. When I actually voted for my YouTube account, but looking back now at the whole poll question, the concern is the defense and that the defense is bad and that I don't see the defense being where we want it to be unless there are some changes. And yeah. it's, it's, I love the leaps, but you have to give love to the leaps, uh, how it's evolved, how Mike Brown has implemented this philosophy for defensive players to this caliber. Yes, but at the same time, you got to make some changes if you want to be a really good team in this league. There's been a lot of good, and you don't, you can't ignore it. Like I, I'm still confident things are headed in a good direction. Sure. But now you just have to be honest with where things are at. And then you have to, okay, this is Morgan's least favorite thing I do. I mean, when you do look ahead at the schedule, <laughs> the next three games, you're taking on Orlando, uh-huh. Houston twice. Oh my God. Then you go on the road for San Antonio. Okay. And then a rematch with those bums in LA. And then you're home for OKC. Morgan, you start getting your shit together a little bit, playing a little bit better, even with your defensive flaws. Even with these defensive flaws that they've had this year, the points in the paint, they're 20 and 18. Go win the next three. Then go to San Antonio and beat the Spurs. Why not? There we go. That's all I needed. You win the now next I four believe. in a row. We're... We got beams lit. We're having fun again. I absolutely, and that's not a ridiculous statement. Like this it's is a, not. It's a good opportunity. Like okay, yeah, we haven't played to the level we think we can play. If we play just a little bit better, you know, the Kings coaching staff always says this: Can we play one percent better? Right? Like, can we be one percent better at everything? If you're one percent better tonight, you win the game. You lost by two points. Yeah, it's true. No, it's true. I and. I mean, it's something you should take in your everyday life too, right? Like yeah. it just, um, you don't have to expect perfection. Just be 1% better at anything you do. And that's what I hope. I hope all these players tonight go home and think about and bring on for Monday. A couple other things we should get to before we end. Uh, give some love to Chima Moneki. He was waived by the team yesterday. Didn't spend much time with Sacramento. Only played like parts of two games with the Kings after signing as a free agent. It was a big deal when he made the team because he goes from a guy that went to UC Davis, then went overseas, and finally gets a spot in the NBA, makes a team, makes some decent money, but spends most of the year in Stockton with the Kings in the G League, one of the better rebounders in the G League. Uh, struggled with a shot at times. But him as a person, one of the great guys you'll ever meet. We interviewed him over the offseason, but literally, I don't think you can find one person who could say a bad word about Chima Moneki. Works no. hard, but he treats people well. Has an enthusiastic attitude. I just love the guy, and I, he'll be fine. Like he, one, he can get another opportunity somewhere else for sure. sure. Um, 
He maybe he gets another G League opportunity. Maybe he decides, yeah, I'll go play in Australia and go make a million bucks or go play in Europe or something. He's one of those guys that if he wants to keep playing basketball, he can. It's unfortunate it didn't work out in Sacramento, but these things happen. You get it from the Kings standpoint. He wasn't playing here. You're a month before the trade deadline. You don't envision him being part of things. His guarantee was coming up. Let's open up a roster spot. So I, I understand the thinking. Yeah, the the thinking was there. But um, right when that news broke, we were at the Stockton Kings game. And, you know, you're around the team and the team got to feel it a little bit too, right? Like that's one of their glue guys, one of their locker room guys. They understand it's a business. But when it's someone that just touches your soul, like Chima Moneki, it's just, uh, it's difficult. And um yeah great people like him just deserve so many great things to happen in their lives and i just i hope i hope that he lives out all of the dreams that he wants to live out do you think chima would give you a rap like hey wrap it up no it's, it's that's the thing chima would never do that to me chima would be like let's you know what's sad though hug you know what's sad sweet what i, I gave you the wrap up to wrap up for the You're first time the for the first time and this is game 38. It's the first time this season. That's Can happened. I tell you, though, the rap, though, I felt the um, intensity of your voice in all the other conversations of like, yeah, you're talking too long tonight. Yeah. Like and then so then finally you did the physical oh, oh. finger of the wrap up. And I was like, so do you get mad at your producers on NBC? Is this like a TV? No. Are no. you being a high maintenance TV personality? No, but now? I will tell you, I want to get I've my had touches. a producer before that and it would give me anxiety. And it's just like, oh, can't we just have fun? Like this isn't the big I'm going to sign off on time. Just let me finish off this story you do know you, do you think we're gonna make it through this as Abs a podcast absolutely i think we're gonna be totally fine i think this i is can't wait when we end morgan's like you know I, we're gonna be off it you know it's really hurt me and like i just wish you deuce i just wish you went that is not see that is not true you have done way worse things on the pod our power went out <sighs> It went out for a second. Hello? Let's see. Oh, did our internet, yeah. Oh. Hey, uh, people who are listening right now oh, on yeah. Twitter Spaces, our power just went out. Our, oh. our computer turned off and went back on. We didn't even get to sign off. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, huge windstorm in Sacramento. Um, this is hilarious. We can wrap up the uh, audio version right now. Um, appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. <laughs> what a time to, to, to cut off to when, it was when you were going at me for no ah! reason. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's a good time to sign off. Uh, we'll be back again. We'll keep you posted on everything. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your evening. Stay safe. Have a good night. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.